Hello and welcome to a DM's Travel Book Club, where each episode we take a look at a different plane as outlined in the Great Wheel Cosmology as found in the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. Dun, 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 dun. As ever, <laughs> as ever, I am joined by Fiona, who's over there. That's me. Hello, yeah. I'm over here. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me on and yet again, Hamilton. Episode nine. Episode nine. We are we are plane hopping like like a, like the the bloods like a like a like a basher like a cutter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The various yeah various terms for plane plane walkers. Plane walkers, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We're plane yeah, hopping we're... like a like no, we are no longer clueless anymore. We are no longer clueless prime. Right. I mean, yeah, we're, we yes. We I, I feel channel. like we, we've we've done we've done the chat. Yes, we're, you can see one of us knows all the the terminology and catchphrases of Planescape, and one of us is it's almost a there. It's a book. Yeah, and that book, I'm happy to tell you, is me. Um, yeah. So we've gone through. Obviously, we've already done all the planes of chaos. We're coming mm -hmm. to the end of our planes of law, but we've we got are. one more. We've got a, well, this is our penultimate stop yes. after all the fun. And all the fun at the the cog fair at Krakana. So I was like, <laughs> where are we going fair. next? And you were like, we're going to the to the highest reaches of well, where are where are we, Hamilton? Where are we? We are. We are in none other than the splendors. The uh, the splendor what is what is it? <laughs> where are we again? Yes, I had it right. We are going to none other than the splendors of Mount Celestia. Ooh. The infinite the infinite mountain, some say. The mountain mm. of seven, or the seven mountains, it has multiple names, but is mm. basically the epitome of goodness and then law. So this is our good, good law on the good, good on, law. on the on the circle. So good is much more higher than law, but there definitely is very much an ordered system mm. of of goodness <laughs> in inverted commas. How, how many times can you say goodness? I, think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, say a lot in this episode. I think we are, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, so this yeah. is the plane of goodness and purity. Yeah. And um, I, I'm going to say it at the top of the episode. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I will say not my favourite uh, plane, but, you know, t tell me otherwise. I, I, I'm willing to listen <laughs> to why the, this is. The crossed I've arms. my arms. I'll be honest. Like we, we we joke off off recording that you know like oh we don't want to be too negative about planes and stuff. And obviously, certain planes we love because we we ourselves as DMs really enjoy them and stuff. And I yeah. will happily happily admit that Mount Celestia has always been one where I've gone no. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a snooze fest, but. I'm willing to be proved wrong. Whoa. I will say again, look, just looking at the DM's guide, yeah. again, a very, very short paragraph about it, this idea that there's a single sacred mountain mm -hmm. that rises from a shining sea, and it, it is like this model of justice and order, celestial grace and en mm. endless mercy. So instantly I'm like, oh God, as a person myself, I would not fit in well there. Mm. Um, and it's interesting that there's this sort of, this view of like people aiming to be as righteous as possible and this like the people it's almost like pilgrim's path which i'm sure we'll go into a little bit so those are sort of the, the bits i've got uh, before we started uh, researching this episode from the dm's guide again it's very very teeny tiny paragraph about goodness and righteousness and like the, the wanting to become perfect in some way yeah no exactly and i think it's <laughs> it's a uh... As I said to you, I I enjoyed it because it's been nice and sunny, <laughs> and I yes. was sitting in a park today, and I was sunning myself whilst reading about 
beautiful glistening seas and endless mountains and valleys and sort of white, you know, stucco walls against mm. the, the beaches, you know, like Spanish and Greek sort of like, you know, seaside resorts was what was in my yeah. mind. And I was having a lovely time. And I, but then again, I was enjoying it for the sort of the aesthetic and feeling. I was feeling this sort of light mm. bliss. But, but to be honest, do I, am I interested in taking a party there? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel, again, the beauty of this place um, yeah. is, it, I guess it's trying to put itself above places of beauty like Arborea and yeah. Arcadia, which, again, in my head, they are beautiful, luscious places, you know, mm. with the chaos and all, and all that sort of the greater good of Arcadia, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And here, it definitely feels like, oh, we're are arrived and almost this feeling of we're not worthy to be here mm, yeah. and as a result we need to drive ourselves forward to become worthy to, in order to be a part of this place so that no, that was the interesting think, thing about it and there's definitely an individuality to this plane yes. over the greater good as we said of arcadia this is definitely um this is definitely about personal journey personal mm. betterment obviously in order there's obviously like a collective union in this place but that i feel is the thing that separates it in my mind is it's about you know people are helping one another but that is all on a personal journey and actually the reason for helping each other is part of that personal growth so it's um yeah. it's laden with buddhist and uh and uh, hindu and other sort of uh, and you know other judeo christian sort of, sort of yeah. religious uh, themes in it mm-hmm. um but the sort of terms of like the path, like the Eightfold Path is like the middle way, Buddhism sort of a similar terminology and stuff. And it has those sorts of things of like charity and mm. uh, yeah. And yeah, like, a prin- yeah, like, like certain principles that principles, they hold, yes. hold dear, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I think just to sort of round off on it a little bit, like I think when we say like it's very idyllic and, and peaceful and like this is the perfect it has to be, it's not without hard work. Oh, yeah. Like it, it does mention um, that those who come here work harder than almost anywhere else in the multiverse yeah. and they have to come here and want to do the things like honestly and mm. that means no shortcuts no yeah. tricking or anything like you're here to do the hard graph if you want to reach the top if you want to like yeah. ascend in some way you have to do it for the right reasons yeah. and i think that that could that's the bit that's interests me that mm. there might be people who come here thinking ah oh, well, it's going to be an easy yeah. easy ride and like a not. lot of sort of like uh, inner people who've gone through sort of inner like looking for inner faith or inner strength or any sort of mm. like therapy or whatever you know those sorts yeah. of things that come people a lot of people come for quick fixes and, and this is sort of trying to relay that I and I think that's where it's relationship to biopia which we will get onto uh, at another point mm-hmm. um, will will come up because that uh, is is similarly uh, focused about hard work and so there's a lot of connections to that plane which we'll talk about when we come to mm. the neutral planes as well planes uh, of yes. conflict as they're called yes so, actually, yeah the, the, the twin paris uh, pa- twin paradises of bitopia yeah exactly really which is which is very much about uh yeah work which is the sort of law neutral neutral <laughs> i think yes the, oh, no the neutral law law i can't remember the term is now i forget which one it is but it's it's definitely got law based into it but it has a a balance of uh, of uh, chaos mm-hmm. in it as well but um anyway uh yes so th- that is the sort of the sort of setting so the setting is very much you know the, the sort of plates of the sort of geography of it is it's a massive 
mountain. It's represent, a massive mountain. <laughs> a represent, but it's represented, and as it says at the beginning, it's represented as a as an infinite mountain of seven layers, but it also can be seen as seven individual mountains. Because yeah. when you reach the peak of each layer is 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 adorned by clouds, hence mm. the backgrounds that you're seeing right now. And so it, it to reach the next layer, pass through these clouds into the next base of another mountain. Mm-hmm. Obviously in the first layer that base opens out onto onto the onto the sea, sea. Oh, the silvery the, sea the silvery sea mm-hmm. which connects into Elysium another place we'll get onto in the in the later phases mm-hmm. of the conflict uh, places and it has Thalassia which is the endless ocean there which is where Oceanus the river that runs around like the Styx but in the upper plains mm-hmm. um, and and there's a lot of connections here actually to a lot of other planes actually on on general note but that so that so that's the only one that has a base that's water and then beyond that it's just clouds below clouds above um but they have valleys in these mountains it's not just like an endless single cliff face it has Mm. plateaus and and uh valleys and sort of openings as well as you know mini peaks before the major peaks and some of them have multiple peaks that rise up so it's it's not as simple as just a singular image and i think i think that's an interesting one because again the mention of there's seven layers but they're infinite Mm. so Mm. yeah you're right like each layer itself there is so much to it (laughs) and i remember again talking about it that this idea of having like in order to proceed you might be going for several miles because this the, the unique one of the other unique feature about uh, Mount Celestia is that you can always see the top you can always mm. see that sort of final yeah. sort of layer but you could be walking for days and days you know and look up and get no closer to it yeah. you, even though you've traveled and you can feel it and you may look down and you've not progress much past the beach mm. and all that sort of thing and I think that's the interesting thing This, that when we talked before about Emekanas this idea of the paradox or getting mm. to Mycilla this, this feels better here this idea of like you want to get to the top but until you do something mm. like whether it's like uh, repenting on sins or, or, or mm. I don't know becoming a, a, pe- a petitioner or a proxy it or, or you know, tr- willing to travel on a certain path and making sacrifices to it, you're not going to get any closer. And I just think that that to me is an, mm. again using that analogy you guys sort of gave of that idea of like um, you know religion, uh, you know accepting uh, a god or several gods into your life, or even like the mental health journeys as well. That idea that you know you are going on, you sticking to a path to help better yourself and be more in control of stuff. So whether or not, and again, I know religion and D&D they're quite intertwined really like the gods do walk among us and all that sort of thing but if you weren't comfortable with that sort of analogy per se about you know in in real world uh, religions Mm. I I would akin it to sort of the mental health journey and self-belief it's an inner understanding of oneself isn't it that's it yeah it's an inner journey a purpose yes and I think that's the and that's the term and I think it's probably worth then whilst we're talking about those paths are Mm. are a key thing to it so that is the sort of way one ascends in in Mount Celestia is by taking a path, and those paths mm-hmm. are out there are outlined paths. Uh, any cutter is obliged to stay on that path until they reach the next layer, and then they can choose a new path if they wish to once they're on mm-hmm. another layer, or they can continue mm-hmm. on the same path. Different paths have different uh, things to stick with, and I'll, I'll, I'll go through the, the main mm-hmm. the main ones. But they um, they also some of them have like they say limitless limited sort of thing so there's one that's sort of given an ultimate level and mm. not that any of them can get you to the top but a lot of the people mm. who follow certain paths only achieve a certain a certain get to a certain level and then can't progress which is kind of interesting mm. and i haven't 
I haven't thought about that enough <laughs> to really understand no. why that might be. But um, so the, the main paths are the Eightfold Path, which is the one I like the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, And they also give you benefits as well. So they, they give you uh, a charisma by one. And it does say pilgrim. So the whole point of this is put as like a pilgrimage. Pilgrimage, well. yeah. So why would your characters be coming here is an interesting question that we could talk about later. But yeah. that's the sort of thing that it's asking for. And so mm. you must practice patience, pacifism, courage, joy, discipline, generosity, kindness, and teaching others. So they're all very on-board positive elements, I think, mm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, you then got the path of five virtues, which it just says you have to be completely honest, have charity, hope, moderation, and tolerance. And you gain plus one to strength. Path. And this one, it says, this is the only one that starts on the same path. People follow this and you reach six layer. Then there's the path of valor, which is about good deeds, not words. And then that gives you dexterity. Path of renunciation, which is basically... Uh, you know, giving up everything. So you're completely, basically like, yeah. uh, you know, like a, a Buddhist monk where you have no worldly possessions apart from clothes mm. and you must beg for food and you have no, you have no, you, you've given up all uh, all ownership. Yeah. Um, but then it does add mortification to the flesh, which is, you know. Yeah. No, interesting. Um, which is I'll an addition that I was kind of like, oh, I was, I was thinking of like the sort of more calm inner peace and then suddenly it was like, oh, okay, so it's added that, yeah. which is... And, it, and again, yeah, if you, it's that sort of thing where there's sort of self... But flag, that can also be stuff. oath of yeah. silence. So that doesn't have to yes. be a physical uh, attack of the body. So no. I just think to clarify that. But even though it yes, just put no, those I, things in there. Absolutely, uh, yes. Yeah. So there is definitely different um, options to go to. And of course, I think it would inspire you to make your own paths. As I say this, I, I now remember that I have actually visited I have actually visited Mount Celestia in one of my games. And what we did in order to get through various layers, we didn't get to the top, but we got set certain challenges, mm. which I think are akin to this idea of like showing virtues of like charity and hope mm. and all that sort of thing. And it was very interesting. Again, maybe it's that sort of thing where when we build characters for like combat or because I think we spoke about it with a few of the other planes like what level would you take your characters to I yeah. think for Mount Celestia realistically any level like yeah. it's not I don't obviously that you could do fighting here but then you just die instantly yeah. and there's no need for it so I can imagine you go very low level to Mount Celestia or, or visit it and then it is about okay so if you're not willing to, if it's not going to be combat encounters it may be more social or role playing encounters which would fit yeah. along with this idea of like being tested or being mm. you know going on a pilgrimage and wanting to advance where you're going you see mm. what I mean no and I could see it like because there are places on this plane that are of much you know benefit say you've been cursed with something that requires wish spells there are places that will overcome those sorts of things um, mm-hmm. so if you become a vampire you can go and drink of waters on layers where you can have that cured of you. So there are those sort of like you might that's something that could happen very much regularly yeah. in a in a campaign of something that's that you need to like you want to get rid of, like like getting rid of like vampirism, or you've got like a or there's or or if you need to petition a god for something mm. particular. And there's also, you know, We'll get on to other people like there are powers there like Moradin where you might need to go to the forge the soul forge and gain mm. magical weapons to then fight battles against you know like a demon lord trying to take over your your hometown or something like that yeah. so there are and therefore you might then be judged 
you could have that sort yes. of like being judged by your worthiness for Thor's hammer or something like that. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? That sort yeah. of theory. Well, and here's an interesting point that I didn't really think of, but you, uh, uh, this idea that even those with evil alignments are mm. suffered, suffered in quotation marks mm. here, willingly, as long as they're here to looking to amend their vile ways. So mm. this idea that, like you said, something has happened to them and they've been turned into an undead or, or mm. anything like that, but they want to be cured. Then it's like, well, of course, that makes sense. Whereas if you just so happen to, I don't know, become a lich, and you're just like, I'm just visiting my auntie. Uh, and they're like no away vile lich you know unless you're gonna do something so i think that's again that's another sort of interesting in party tension where if Mm. you do have maybe more neutral or evil characters perhaps that they are tolerated Mm. but there's that almost expectation that that you know you know when sort of in-laws ask you questions where they they don't really want to know the answer but small talk but also they're very invasive questions that's how i imagine petitioners on this realm are like oh so you're going to be cured of your vile ways when is that happening and you're like "Mm, no because i prefer this place to arcadia where it's the the sort of like it's so good and it like this is kind of like this is more it's reined in isn't it this is more reined in actually is this good actually i think this might be good neutral awful so i'm getting all confused but it's not it's not the super goodness of arcadia where it's just like sickingly and sickeningly lawful Sick, as well yeah it's sycophantic yeah because they're way too lawful and it's just like this is um yeah i mean it's still it's, it's slightly it's slightly sugary but it is um but there is something about that there's a lot of layers where it does say there's people on the prop powers will you know you know they want people to come here for their own betterment, their own yeah. self betterment, and it's all, and it's not actually the judgment is actually surprisingly less judgmental. It's more like, yeah. as you say, it's more like there is a test that you can undertake, but you don't have to take it, sort of thing. It's just you're yeah. just here to take the test. It's not, do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? So long as you're here to take the test, it doesn't matter, mm. you know. And, sort of and yeah, just just again, I just to keep going on about that that mm. distinction between Arcadia and Mount Celestia. I mm. I agree. I think what's interesting about Arcadia when we talked about it, it does feel like oh, we're doing it for the greater good, but it mm. feels very very selfish, and yeah. it feels very much that it's what is good, but it, then it's very subjective because they'll be like, well, it's good for me more people and, uh, as well more yeah. people it's us those those in the majority yeah. you know all that sort of thing yeah whereas it's very much here, us versus them isn't it yeah yeah whereas whereas here it is like you, exactly as you said it's betterment for yourself and it's like this is good for you should you choose it and this is what mm. you want and all that sort of yeah. very much it does feel very therapeutic in some places yeah. like well what do you want yeah and then you and you realize that it was with you this whole time as soon as you get up <laughs> six well, bloody it, exactly. layers and yeah. I think that sort of then leads us quite neatly onto the people who live here. And so, like, yes. so for example, in Arcadia, the people that are there, one of the mainstays of Arcadia is the Ein Haraya, I can never say it, which is the roving armies of people keeping out people who are evil, you know? Like, yeah. And so that kind of, and like, protection of like my domain, and, my, and it's all about like stopping people coming through. But then the main people in uh, the main sort of uh, like um, native uh, sort of um, uh, peoples of the land are mm-hmm. archons, which are these yes. the petitioner archons, which are are beings that are sort of like they're basically what become Asimars actually, in, in mm. that's what Asimars are related to, uh, and they are archons that have gone to the prime and left their their home of Mount Celestia, um, but they are there as 
a lot of you know, the first ones are land. They're called. They've got different castes, if that's the right term for it. Yeah, like a hierarchy. Hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that was probably yeah. Which is you have a lantern, hound, warden, sword, and tome. But the main ones, lantern, the first ones, are there as guides to guide yeah. people up. So it's so it initially, even in its inherent peoples, it's about hey, I'm here to help. How can I help you? You know, like it's going to an American store rather than an English. There's the difference between going to an American mall is Mount Celestia and going to an English small town shop is Arcadia. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nobody sue us over that comparison. That would be (laughs) terrible. But yeah, the same thing. No, I was just talking about the League of Gentlemen thing. Oh, (laughs) I see. I see. Because we said the League of Gentlemen thing was very Arcadia. Are you local? Yes. No, I I got the joke now. Sorry. No, no, that's how late I am to the But no, I completely agree. I think there's, yeah, these, these lantern archons, they are like, these hovering balls of light with very little intelligence but it's that sort of a will to do good Mm. so i see it almost like um a very happy dog that's happy to see you but not overly energetic so it's like how can i help i like you let's go oh that sort of thing hey listen like a really not annoying version of the the paper clip (laughs) exactly it looks like you're trying to to better yourself (laughs) yeah it looks like you're trying to ascend the first layer of 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 spout celestia would you like some help with that okay (laughs) Oh my god, that, that, that's all they're going to say now. They're all going to be little, hey, happy, but like, but again, in a non-irritating way, where yeah. instantly the players will find irritating, but nothing they can do about it. Because yeah. if they do something about it, then all the other archons are going to come down on them yeah. like a ton of bricks. Yeah, because you then get like, yeah, exactly. So the hound ones are, know the pass up and down the mountain, the first thing, and they, um, and they basically do also help people, but they're basically there more as guides running up and down the mountains. Then you've got the swords, which are very obvious. They are the ones that to help to, they, but they don't go out and fight people. They go no. and stop. Well, they are there to destroy Mount Celestia, the people who want oh. to seek to destroy Mount Celestia and its inhabitants. So um, they do go off <laughs> and fight in battle and in the so in hells and in the abyss to sort of like stop plots to destroy it because Mount Celestia is seen as the ultimate antithesis of mm-hmm. the sort of evil planes and the sort mm-hmm. of like the, the one that they most want to get take over basically mm-hmm. it's seen as the the jewel in the sort of good crown mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. the word is and then you have throne archons and tome archons which are basically the higher ups that rule and so and thrones are lower than tomes and there are only very few tomes mm-hmm. um uh and they yeah they look after the lands and, and realms uh the throne and Tone Archons have, uh, they have also uh, people on the Prime layer, which are also called Trumpet Archons, which also oh, makes yeah. you think of the trumpet, which sounds the end of the world. Uh, the Trumpet Archons mm-hmm. are uh, of resurrection songs, so their duty is to guide petitioners called back to the Prime by raised dead or resurrection spells. So anyone who's, mm. so they are there, they are sort of like, they bring you back from from death mm. back when you, yeah, once you pass yeah. to Mount Celestia, and you then go back when you get called back. Um, yeah, and yeah. there are there are fallen archons, uh, which yes. are the ones that I said that um, that have then become or taught prime people about our enchantment, astrology, smithing, writing, the signs of the sun and the clouds, and they were supposedly these people called the Watchers, and uh, they were mm-hmm. banished, and they're the people that that eventually became the Asimars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are them. And then our famous one that I said we should talk about is Zariel. Zariel! Oh, yes, very interesting thing. So what I know of Zariel very briefly from when I 
looked we looked into it for another DM's book club, like because she is a, a very high level creature to fight, mm-hmm. um, but is like one of the first fallen sort of angels that is now and who now rules uh, as one of the devils, sort of arch devils in Avernus, and that is her mm-hmm. layer. Yeah, and she rules the first layer of hell, which is pretty. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. Like she's, but I, from what you were saying again off podcast, this idea mm. that she went almost willingly into Avernus and into mm. thing, be like, I will do good, and and goes onto the battlefield to kill the devils and and that sort of and the demons, the demons as well, keep them yeah. back. Yeah. Sorry, the demons. Sorry, uh, and then presumably did some sort of deal with, Ad, uh, presumably did some sort of deal with Ad, Asmodeus, and mm. then has. Yeah. Again, I love this idea of like she's still righteous. So, like, sort of extrapolating from that, this idea that you could have, you know, the ultimate goods, and your party is there, and then there is some, there starts to be lots of fallen, like people turning evil in some way, mm-hmm. or, or or losing. Yeah. This idea that they are, you know, these archons are supposed to be like the very pinnacle of like nobility, compassion, and goodness. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Again, maybe a few hints that it's not all something's not yeah. right with some people, and just letting them know, like, what could you do about that? Because then That's you could overly zealousness turning to turning the switch, you know, on that mm. line where, like, her point was that she loved defending, like, her. She was a sword archon that mm. went out and and led arch became higher up and then led armies and therefore became overly like. Uh, mm-hmm. Embodied in like the enjoying the, the battle, enjoying the, the battlefront mm-hmm. so much so that, and so she sort of and people started to question her whilst Asmodeus was saying, "Oh no, yeah. I love your commitment to your cause because you're, you're great." <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job at commitment hey, to like do you wanna, fighting. Do you wanna, she was the, technically headhunted into the yeah, exactly, so yeah, exactly. And she sort of said, "Paul, well, you could you you do such a good job at fighting both devils and demons. Why not work with the de- devils to fight the right. demons who are trying to take yeah. Mount Celestia?" And so she has this belief still that she's doing good because she's mm. fighting off the demons that want to take Mount Celestia whilst mm. secretly, if you supposedly in the in the text that I read on it on the wiki, wiki is that if you press her, she will start to real. She knows deep down that she's done Ooh. wrong. <gasps> that would be kind of, yeah. That, that's incredibly cool. But again, it, to go to the first look again from briefly looking at sent into the furnace from the from the module yeah. and just reading about her she's like a level tw- uh, uh, like cri- critical rating um yeah. uh, sorry a uh, challenge rating sorry, of 26 so yeah, yeah. And, and that's in the fifth edition obviously i i assume she might yeah. have stats from earlier as well but mm. she's a she's a tough stuffy uh, legendary tough actions cookie. <laughs> tough cookie, cookie uh, legendary actions and lair actions and it's a hell so um but yeah and i think that could be a really interesting like the idea that you uh, they don't talk, we don't talk about Zariel. Uh, we don't, <laughs> we talk, don't about talk. Yeah, I can imagine that's kind of a thing that like someone mentions it. Yeah, but we maybe you need the other day we saw Zariel, right? She's one of you. Yeah, <laughs> it all goes just completely silent. But that, but that could be an interesting one. Maybe again, if you're thinking about okay, well. I mean, obviously, we're going to explore in DM's travel book um, uh, the Nine Hells in the next episode. Mm. This idea that, okay, we need to go to Nine Hells, we need to face off Zarya. Why don't we go and find those folks who know her the best? Yeah. And she originally came from here. So, again, another way to come back to Mount Celestia uh, by doing like a a research record. uh, like mission to find yeah. out this stuff, but like you said, nobody's willing to talk about it. <laughs> I can imagine though, Bahamut would be up for talking about it. They seem like the yes. sort of person that would just always fizz, fizzy bands would always want to talk fizzy about bands, it. Fizzy bands, our favorite guy. So okay, so just I yeah. guess what I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. So we've got so 
the sort of main idea that there are these seven infinite layers mm -hmm. and the sort of even fog that you sort of said with the seventh heaven shining through i would like to know what are the names of the seven layers you want to know the names <laughs> of the seven layers you start I out the base layer which is called lunia the silver lunia. heaven um, and so this is known that because the layer close to the astral plane and in some ways resembles the astral in that it has a near dark sky of a full moon filled mm. with silvery stars that illuminate the region along with the moonlight. Seems yeah, never nice. never daytime is why so on. Yeah, yeah, this idea that everyone has to come to this layer in order mm. to meet Mount Celestius, whether it's by yeah. portaling or or you're on a boat or something. Which my favourite my favourite thing about the entrance into the uh, Mount Celestia is always in a portal over the sea, so you fall into the sea, yeah. and then you have to wash upon the shores, which mm. is that sort of idea of washing upon the shores of heaven sort of thing. I yeah. guess that's the theory of it, isn't it? And then, but there's always archons there to to stop to help from, those yeah to the help lifeguards that aren't ready for it. So there are lifeguards. Yeah. There's a Baywatch. There's a David Hasselhoff. There's a David uh, Hasselhoff in every archon. heaven. <laughs> wow, didn't think we'd say that word tonight. But as well, the other thing to note is that it's holy water as yes. well in the Silvery Sea. So, of course, undead or fiends burn without So there mercy. is also another reason for it, because it's also a good defence. It's <laughs> a very that. good defence. It stops those fiends coming across. Yeah. But I love that idea, like, everything's fine, and you just, it, there's, you've got your mm. undead zombie powers. It's like, oh, no! Brian, no! <laughs> Brian, no! Poor Brian. It was Poor Gary Brian. the other day we were talking it was Gary, about. It <laughs> Gary, Brian... That's, it's all uh, Stephen, all that sort of thing is my yeah. one. So. Uh, yeah. Then the second layer then is Mercuria, Mercuria. golden area. Seeing a okay. seeing a cosmo cosmological uh, annotated note here. Or, yes. Also, actually, it's very um, the top layer. Is, we'll get to that. Is is very as Greek gods, isn't it? So um, and yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but these are Roman and yeah, Roman and Greek terminologies. But yeah, so. Um, Second heaven is a place, uh, the golden heaven is the second, is a place of air and high hope. So it's thin air, which makes you giddy. The mountains mm -hmm. are young, and so, as and like this thrusting toward the sky as if to grab it. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's all very, you know. Um, very hopeful, isn't it? Very hopeful. Very yeah. yeah. And it's sort of like, you can imagine that sort of like alpine, sort of low alpine landscape. Mm -hmm. Very pretty. Uh, and it has a, a, like a golden sun radiating down, radiating down upon it. Very nice. See, this is what I was enjoying. This is why I was enjoying this when I was in the sunshine. I was like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm just resting in these mountains. <laughs> the sun nice is radiating on me. It's very nice and no, quiet. It's very peaceful. It wasn't the battles of battle that we're going to have or the sort of all the nonsense going on in Arcadia. It was all lovely. <laughs> and then mm. there's uh, the third layer is called Venya, the pearly heaven. Yeah, which is the Venya. home to the gods of the halflings, uh, which is there, yes. and it's lit Your by a soft nacreous, nacreous, mm. white don't glow know. from the airy vault above. Mm. They are old and rounded mountains, rarely laced with snow. Brooks mm. run warm and clear. I was just thinking the rolling hills, you know, the sort of classic chocolate box English yes. countryside, you know, sort of brooks and, it, you know, Constable's Hay Wayne. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of, that sort of picture. Yeah, I mean, like for me, again, because it's the, like you said, this sort of the home of Yondala, the pantheon, or the halfling pantheon. Mm. So halflings obviously have big communities, uh, sort of with their burrows and the whole, again, very much the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, you know, mm. the Hobbiton at the beginning. It's like that. That's how I was picturing it, this idea of beauty and 
tranquility and everything is peaceful here in the community. The Dawn love Chorus each other. song playing, you know, the do you know, or the Hovis song. <laughs> the Hovis, the Hovis song. song, yes, the, Ho- yeah. the world, the, the yeah, the world song or some, whatever it's yeah. called. But yes, the yeah. Hovis, yeah. And um, and Yondala is very interesting as well. We won't go into too yeah. much detail about it here, but she because halflings are lucky by nature; they just happen to be in the right place at the right time, but they avoid conflict. Like their communities are, you know, that that's. I guess mm. that's something that they they managed to keep out of the big wars and stuff yeah. from what it So what it was was that Yondala um, at some point realised there's always conflict and I managed to hide uh, communities from that. So that's why you get the lucky feature and all that sort of thing. You, yeah. It's like just so happens that danger does not come near these communities at all. Yeah. And I just thought that was it made sense that of course, of course, yeah. Yondala will be on one of the many lists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And also, yeah. when you go to the realms in that, which we'll talk about the realms a bit more, I think, yes. later, but um, you have to save or, or from not wanting to leave because you want, once you're there, you're like, why would I want to go anywhere else? Well, so yeah, so, and that's another big thing about um, halfling communities is that they're like, well, we've got everything here. Why would you need to go? They, they love stories. Mm. They love people coming to talk about them. And they'll be like, oh, and they'll be very, like, they'll ask questions. They'll, they'll show you treasures. Almost mm. like, you know, when you send a postcard to someone and they have all the postcards that you've ever sent them and all that sort of thing. So they're like, look at these adventures. And they love that sort of thing. And they're like, oh, would you like to go on an adventure? Oh, no, not for me. And they, they, they're very happily, like, happy being in their communities. Mm. But at the same time, if one of the younger sort of halflings gets a fancy feat, I think it's called, mm. where they get itchy to want to go out. There'll be a big celebration, like, enjoy your enjoy your adventure, come back soon. And then they, they, they do, like, you know, if they mm. want to, they can go out. So they're not, like, stopping you from going out. But it's no. this idea, I, I love this idea that, oh, no, that sounds like too much for me. Okay, yeah. tea? You know, is yeah, that sort of like... It's I just very love that much sort of, Hobbiton. It's the, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a very lovely, like, they love adventures, they love stories, and that's, and then, but they don't want to do it themselves. They like they're very to happy to do the with a good book basically exactly so yeah and uh, you really get that feeling here as yeah. well this idea of the, the the green fields as well like everything's mm. comfortable no, it everything's all has the sort of um the yeah the coziness it just talks yep. about coziness over the sun is warmer the winds milder greener fields you know it just flowers always seem to be in bloom and troubles are forgotten as quickly as the passing rains yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, come on. This is just this is just comfort food eating, right? a dream, uh, reading. This, this uh, it's it's like if you go on holiday and you spend every day by the beach. Some people absolutely love doing nothing. I would get bored within two days and be like, right, I need to go out. I need to do something. I need to make something. I need to do some editing. I need to do <laughs> I need to do some recording because um, that's just the way I, I am. So it, yeah, mm. it works for some people. It works clearly for halfling communities. But I think As someone who's always on the go. It was very yes. nice to enjoy uh, time reading and that's fine. pretending that I was not doing anything. Yes, yes. Uh, no, so then fair. we'll move on to the fourth layer, which is Solania, the Electrum Solania. Heaven. Yes. So this fourth layer is a home to the Dwarven Pantheon. It has a solid, <gasps> earthy, comforting embrace of a warm fireside. Mm. Uh, it's blessed by a sky that shines with a glow of burnished silver. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously very mountainous and got lots of valleys and big mountains and striking winds. So therefore, you want to get inside to these magnificent uh, uh, inner um, inner uh, cities that the the, the underground the doors, cities that the doors yeah. create. Uh, and we'll probably talk a bit more about uh, those. So that's the and that's where all the dwarves are. Do mm. you want to stop here and have a chat whilst we're on the fifth, the fourth layer, or do we want to come, circle back? A travel guide. I'll talk about quickly about what yeah. I know about Moradin. So that's mm. the pantheon of the dwarves. Um, 
what's interesting about the dwarves, again, it's similar to the Yondala and the, and the halfling communities. Moradin has always been about, he's like the perfect craftsman, but it's never done. He will make something that is absolutely beautiful, but will go, this needs to be improved. So that idea of advancing, that idea of like mm. perfecting and perfecting yourself and perfecting your craft, very, very key things here. As well as with Moradin, like there's a sense of family and clan, and that's being very important that, you know, you don't stray far from home. You don't, you know, and this is the big story about how he created the dwarves. He molded them in his own image through mm. this thing called the Soul Forge and like sort of making them out like that. Interestingly enough, and this is like a, a quick side tangent. So the Duragar, so the, the dwarves that sort of fell in this respect as well, they were a clan that got too greedy. So this is the idea that, you know, gold is important, like because you can make beautiful things, you can make things that are stronger, you know, you can make all this mm. stuff and treasure and stuff like that. And it's and it's good to have, but there is like a thing about not falling to the greed of it. Mm. And the, the Duragar were claimed to get too greedy because they wanted to dig down, find the jewels, find the gems, dig deeper and deeper and deeper until eventually they broke through a layer, and that's where the mind flayers sort of kicked in, and they realised they'd been sort of taken over by this sort of psionic sort of uh, calling, essentially. And Moradin just abandoned them, saying, "No, they are not. The, they are not." within our ideals of of dwarven clans oh, wow. so it's a very yeah it's a very interesting we do a whole episode on it on dn's book club and i think it's a very interesting mm. talk about like this whole thing about well, are the duragar evil dwarves or are they are they, have they been this sort of mistreated in a way yeah, so it's sort of shunned unfairly, yeah sort of exactly so i think it's interesting that then moradin obviously it's on mount celestia this idea of good and this is what every good dwarf should do and all mm. that sort of thing and yet I don't know, the story of the Duragars or something. So that's a complete side tangent again. It's not really in here, per se. No, but, but it's it very interesting. interesting. And it, is a, it shows a, it, yeah, it just shows a different side to these pantheons as well. Like Similarly, like with Yondala, there'll be probably other yeah. halflings and all that sort of thing, like of, of evil gods and stuff like that. So mm. I think it's just interesting to see the different ways to edit, but Science these are the ones that are good, in yeah. quotation marks, that are exactly. on Mount Celestia, which is the perfect mm. and the goodness of that. So. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's they are the powers and the stories behind all of them and their little mini their own individual creation myths are quite fun mm -hmm. in their own ways. I think yes. one of the things that I I just picked out on this thing mm. from one of the places one of the principal towns which is called Stonefall, mm. where every service is covered with tales told in stone from the creation of the Dwarf Fathers, the rise of the Great Kingdom, to so the creation of steely masterworks of forge and fire. And I love that idea though of this city, which is just made up of just every single wall is an entablature of stories. I think that's really yes. cool. I just, I just love some of, it was just one of the imageries that came It's a out great image. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the idea that your whole world is a mm. library. Yeah. Or like, and you could just take a, take a tablet off and then another one shrinks into place and it's more, like more of the same story. Exactly. Not really, yeah, no, I cool. really, I don't know. It just, there was some lovely, there's some lovely little bits in this. And I think one of the fun things about this plane as well is that you can only pass through this plane through an inner journey. So you can walk to the top of the mountain, but you never, you'll never go beyond the clouds because mm -hmm. you only can do it by, um, by having yourself tested by a question from a character called uh, Jerizian. I think I said that right. Jazirian, 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 yes. Which we meant is the great god of the Quathal, which are the yeah. winged serpents. So winged not... and feathered serpents, yes. Yeah, which lives in Ouroboros, the gates of wisdom, where virtue Ooh. untested is merely innocence. Untempered iron can never become steel. 
each journey is a journey into death, but each death is a rebirth. It's all very, yeah, it's all the, very <laughs> the infinite sort of or, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so yeah, and it had that realm has some some fun ideas and has some relation to though Sardiel's ruby palace is said to appear here from time to time. Mm. Interesting. Nice. Lovely. Um, Journeys through the multiverse. That's an interesting one because that's a character that we mentioned on Fizzbands that's that's mm. a very interesting part of the Pantheon. And then mm. um, this realm is a one where words are made flesh and speech acts as a summoning. So Ooh, magic yes. holding speech, like holy words in Thrall and Chant and the various speak with, speak with spells, summon mm. forth physical manifestations as well. Sometimes summoning creatures like Holy Word will bring a diva, so you better have a good reason. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, yeah, because otherwise it's like, oh god, like it's appeared and it's now, it's now the. Well, you'd say yeah, you went like, oh god, oh god, oh, oh god, oh god, oh god, fuck, oh, <laughs> oh, no, shit, ah, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, be careful what you wish for, I guess. It's yes, absolutely. exactly. Yeah, that's quite cool. Um, so that is, uh, we, we're we're racking up the peaks. Well, the fifth peak then is Mer Mershin. The Platinum, I think. Yes. Sky similar to Solarian, Silver Burns even brighter, Undead suffer points. Um, it's great sweeping planes. It's very much um, planes of choirs and heraldry and sort of um, very much like the, the, the sort of ah sort of land in my mind. It's very much yeah. the sort of like. Not a lot seems to happen on this. <laughs> on this, there's things there, but it seems to be about healing fountains and sort of like mm. this is your, this is your very sort of Elysian fields feeling yes. place. Yes. It's kind of what I, I, I gathered from that one. Uh, yes, and but it also does include one of my favourite places, which is Remfer, the city of sands of the sands of time. Yes, includes uh, Rogue Modron Secundus. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, annoyingly, my pages stuck together, so I didn't see this. But yes, it's ended as a rogue modron, very close to the top of Mount Celestia. Mm. Um, and it's just, again, because, and also with that, as we sort of mentioned this in the previous episode, this idea that there are sort of several layers of this hierarchy and primus is at the top, but any, but there's quite a few secundus or secundi. Yeah. And so this idea that there's, ah, one of the second in command is here on Mount Celestia, it's probably mm. not a good sign. It's no. the idea of the, this clockwork maker to the core. Is, yeah, exactly. Mm. Who's up to up to something by creating, yeah, uh, creating, um, he's obviously got a path because he's made it up. So he's obviously taken on some sort of path, which is a very individual thing to do. Mm. And he's creating gates to uh, the demiplane of time, which sounds really cool. And mm. um, is also trying to make a gate opening device generally, which is the size of a large town. So he's up to something. Which is well, a really good little there's a really good little plot hook if you want to, you know, I was struggling for a Makanas thing. You were struggling for a Mount Celestia thing. There you go. You're in Makanas. You, like you get your your high level. Here's a bounty from Primus themselves. Primus or, themselves. Yeah. yeah. Get this rogue Secundus. Get this rogue Secundus. Figure out what the heck he's up to building gates yeah. to the and then you can have and the and time travels weirdly in this realm, mm. so um, it can things can ha go time can go forwards, backwards, fast forward, river you know slowly mm. and stop completely. So you can have a lot of a fun lot of with fun some with things that. there. Yeah. I think that could be a fun. Little... Oh, that's that. Yeah, that sounds. 
That sounds like a nightmare for players, but a wonderful for the GM. You're like, cool, the time has stopped and it's always fun. It's always five to five. Yes. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, Russian doll, I guess, in some ways. You can, it is the Russian doll, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's. I, I guess it's yeah, that's interesting. And I again, the idea that the whole this whole town is now a gate somewhere feels very much like Buffy and the Hellmouth. Yeah, no, the whole Sunnydale is over. It's over, and you're like, oh no. But that's it. Up. You could have that, couldn't you? You could have this like unfortunate, like the gate goes wrong. It opens up a portal accidentally to the the, the abyss. So, starts. Yeah, the, yep, the abyss, the nine hells. Any, yeah, yeah, any of those fun things. And. Uh, not that this limbo. is fun. <laughs> limbo. Pandemonium. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. All the fun ones. <laughs> All the fun ones to make it a little bit more exciting. All the chaos planes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> just the, the, just the oh, for goodness sake, from Fiona's even Secundus! like yawning. It's like... <laughs> uh, so, and then we've got the sixth heaven is uh, Jovar, or Jovar. Jovar. Yep. which is uh, this glittering heaven which is the the heaven of gems i just imagine this very sparkly mm. you know um shinies you know when mm. you get your shiny stickers it's going to be yep. like those or like oh, it's the back of shoes. that yeah absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of what i imagine it's like that uh and it's because uh, it's a celestial vault whose floor and ceiling are lined with great rubies and garnets pulsing with he- he- healthy half fire glow and this is where all the uh, uh archons basically the high ups live and yep. it's got a heavenly city and there's, you know, it's a bit boring. <laughs> it's just defended city. And then you get to Cronius, which reminds me of the Kronos, which is the, who is the god. Is the, the yes. thing that I was trying to get to the point is Kronos yes. killed his father with a blade hidden between two mountains. So that was Oh, all. So interesting. That. That was all. interesting. So you could have something about the Kronos. Blade. And what's and what's interesting about the the uh, the Kronos uh, sort of like illuminated heaven is that it's one teeny tiny paragraph because not many people go there. Yeah, it's, and it's unlikely you'll get there. Which it's I think basically is, the highest is. level, and that is where you yeah. And the governors know about it only because Zafgil, the Tomarchon of mysteries and ruler of Hedbrad, goes there and returns. So someone there is someone that you can. Talk there is to something up there. there. Yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah, like you could. So can I speak to the person in charge? They're like one moment, I will go check their diary, and they fly up. And they're not seen for several mm. days, and they come back going. I'm sorry, they're booked out to the end of the century. Um, yes. But I it, could put you in... <laughs> but again, it leads back to that classic saying that, I think, I can't remember if it's Buddhist, but it's a general saying of those who know don't speak and those who speak don't know. And, the, mm. and so anyone who goes there that leaves, it's a, the place the place where sorrow cannot enter, a place to leave bard speechless and sage is sightless. Most of them are probably just faking it and have more idea than any other book. <laughs> but as long as they spin a good yarn, some bash will pay them for the trouble. Well, that's it, isn't it? I think... Again, it goes back to the whole idea about like you're always on this journey, always on this pilgrimage, but just it never ends, and it yeah. shouldn't end. You, you're constantly learning, you're constantly improving yourself, mm. and where you are um, obviously is better than where you were, but mm. you know this, you still have ways to go. And I think I think that's an interesting one. It's nice to see that, I guess. Like, and I, I know we're sort of almost sort of mm. navel gazing a little bit here, but I, I mm. think it's an interesting one that you will never get to where you yeah. need to go, but it's not about the destination it's the journey it's the, the journey that you're on but it is that and it, it to, if anything is navel gazing it's going to be mount celestia come on totally yes, and it's, absolutely, uh, absolutely and it's um but it's it is true and i think those things it's it, it definitely just plays a lot on all of those those mythologies mm-hmm. and um i think it's interesting for it in some respects i think it's mm-hmm. also quite known to some people and i think there's mm-hmm. And so there's the things that are more interesting, the things that you've mentioned, more like the 
halfling deities and the and the and the and the deities of the um yeah of the, of the dwarves of the dwarven uh, pantheons were, are interesting and then and then on top of the and then the sort of little little side bits to it um is it worth talking about um sort of magical conditions then on this plane yes but i, but I was gonna say just before we want to talk about it you mm. did miss out one very important uh yeah. pantheon yes yeah. bahamut oh yes how could you forget? So, do you want to quickly talk about <laughs> Bahamut? Yes, then? I can do. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Bahamut okay. is on this plane. He has a palace which is actually, uh, it's a glittering wonder built entirely from the Great Dragon Lord's treasure hoard, which I imagine is pretty great. But uh, unlike all the other pantheons, his temple exists on the first four layers. Yes. Individually, somehow has I access. Mean, yeah. No one knows even understands why <laughs> or how. Yeah, it's 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 Noel's house party, but with Baphomet. That's how I see it. <laughs> yes, I was thinking more Crystal Maze actually. Funnily enough, okay. I think it's like got the four zones: the Aztec, yeah. and you walk, talk to the, <laughs> yeah, the, the four layers. The you got the Luna, yeah, exactly. Venya, <laughs> yeah, and so um, they, yeah, they so. If you go to there, you can actually go through that, and he allows progress to bypass long and difficult climbs if he deems them worthy to do that. He will ask you to do mm -hmm. that to prove to go through, but you can use it as a... We're talking about there as no shortcuts. Well, here's one shortcut for you. Um, but, but, yeah, but again, and, it's with, with the blessing of a god, yeah, so it's exactly. not, not, not yeah. too bad. But yeah, yeah. proving yourself... It's Dungeons and Dragons. A dragon. It's a Platinum Dragon. It's, it's the, a Platinum Dragon. It's going to... Yeah. yeah, it's... You're going to... It's You're going to be worth yeah you've got to be honest about it and work like show your worth for it so it makes sense this shortcut as it were mm. and it also has gates to the elemental plane of air and the astral sea where he's also got places and he's got guards which are four guardian um guardian dragons that guard all uh -huh. gates and uh yeah no it's i just there's not actually too much on it apart from no. you know that it's it's very much a it's just it's got this really weird little quirk to it and which if you i'm ever want to go I, get Hold a bomb. That's where he, that's where he is. Yeah, I find that a little bit surprising, actually. But again, I mm. don't know because we've yet to read about battle and the nine hells about whether uh, Tiamat. Tiamat has yeah. a similar sort of like. I wonder if, and this is the thing I always think about planes that are uh, have a good alignment is that there's not really as much on them compared to say planes of yeah. chaos or planes of evil, just because. Mm lots of the you know there's a story hook there let's go defeat mm. the evil there's chaos we need to put order in place so it doesn't surprise me that there isn't as much necessarily about bahamut mm. compared to other powers that we've looked at in previous things but it just it just feel a bit like oh they are, it, he he is pretty cool like his whole mm. history is pretty interesting and it's yeah. you'd think there'd be a bit more on like oh it, it covers four layers it's like oh You've gone through like various uh, palaces mm. and stuff like that. You think like, what's up the first? Like, is there a swimming pool? Is there a heated sauna? You know, um, is there a council? You know, is like, there a Is there a nice heated sauna on this place? In this place? Yeah. Do I'm you sure have a balcony? Yeah. <laughs> if there was ever going to be the, as I said, the spa retreat uh, plane, mm. it's definitely this, isn't it? And I think like, with well, there's other places like you know they've got the. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, it's all going to be pools and parties. <laughs> right. It's like the idea that uh, Bahamut is in like a is in like some sort of like a robe. Uh, a robe with the nails out with the separators and just like wait. Oh, sorry, I've got guests. Hang on, <laughs> coming, coming, coming. Getting a facial, just like yeah, facial with like yeah with, with various light uh, lantern archons. Just sort of I just like if that's new, he doesn't even. 
Barman doesn't get up. He just goes, just goes, just join me. <laughs> you know, and you just, just go in all your party, just go and sit down. Oh, stop groveling. Just come on, stand up, stand up. <laughs> like young dragons come along and deftly, with their quite large claws, but deftly paint your paint nails. each nails. Yep, 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 yep. See? Right. Come on. Yeah, we've there's made a, it. There's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, but that's about... Anyway, what are the magical conditions? Let's talk a bit about that. So from what I've understood, um, major- again, similar to most of the other planes of lore we've looked at, um, any spell... There's, obviously, spells are changed in this level, so spells that promote chaos, evil, or harm are simply uncastable, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. To the point where it talks about this modifier to spells, and it talks about spells that are cast of pure spirit and a good heart have a far greater chance of succeeding than mm. those who are not. And this idea that if you are, it is a table in mm. sort of the big primer book, it talks about if you are lawful good, then you are going to cast. No matter what it is, it's going to yeah. cast fine. And then if you take one degree a, uh, away from that, you get a minus 10% to yeah. the success of that, of I presumably a spell attack roll mm. or of to that, or you roll a d100 and then you see from that. Yeah. And then if you're another step, that's another, you're two steps away, so that's minus 30. And to the point where if you're at uh, Chaotic Evil, it's a minus 90, so it's going to be really difficult to cast off. So again, the conflict per se between sort of fiends and devils and, uh, and, and, and mm. uh, archons and celestials, it's not going to necessarily happen on Mount Celestia because uh, yeah. they're just impossible to cast spells unless exactly. something happens that gravely affects the, the, the spirit and the, the description of the spell. But then land. a lawful, e- decre- lawful, e- lawful evil creature is only minus 30%. It's really the demons that are really... Um, yeah, screwed, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, you're, you're, but you're right. It, it's, it's definitely got a, 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 a waiting, <laughs> as they yeah. say. Other than other than that, though, there there is um, you know conjuration summoning. You know conjuration lawful image uh, lawful creatures are you know uh, easier to, to sort of manage than chaotic creatures. Divinations all are true no matter what. Um, necromancy life enhancing obviously uh, act uh, twice as effective as normal. So I basically mm. just you double the duration or double the dice. Um, uh, killing spells rebound and reverse their usual effects, doubling the strength of the intended target. So, yes. like, if you, it will double the hit dice uh, to the to the damage to the target. So, if you mm. do a necromat like power word kill, you're going to be healing <laughs> someone. Yeah, <It's> like, <laughs> which whoops. is kind of interesting way. If you're like running out of spells that you know, but you know power word kill, you could heal a. a I've been a saving this one, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But yeah, you yeah, can no. use it if you your cleric's down, but you've got <laughs> you. That does happen. Um, yeah. Wild magic is diminished, uh, as so. as always on the planes of law. Exactly. While basically wild magic don't even bother. Essentially, mm. it's this even diminished stuff. I will say the optional rule mm. for um, Mount Celestia that comes That's from the DM's ask, guide. Actually, yeah, yeah. Well, I, it actually talks about it in the book a little bit. So that I think there is this. I think this was the original. I, I'm going to say this, and I'm mm. going to be run out. I think this is the original plane where being a part of the plane, you get something that happens to your character. Uh, And compared to all the other planes, which obviously have had these optional rules put in maybe a bit later, this one I think has already had it. So uh, uh, good creatures are literally blessed by the uh, persuasive beneficiary of this Mm. plane. So creatures of good alignment gain the benefit of a blessed spell as long as they remain on the plane. Yeah. Mm. And in addition, 
finishing a long rest on the plane grants a good creature the benefit of a lesser res restoration spell. Mm. So this, this optional rule of blessed beneficence. Um, mm. This is talked about it. That certainly that uh, lesser restoration spell. There is something similar on one of the planes. I can't remember which one it is to think, but the higher up you go, the more you chance you you get uh, yeah. of of being blessed and purified yeah. even more there's definitely to talk about this idea the further you go mm. up you get purified of you, know, you, you get rid of your poison you don't you're yes. immune to poison you're yes, getting all these things because you this, yeah yeah so it's a similar thing i think yeah no and that's that's exactly right and but then as i said that once you get to some of the upper levels there are places like in goldfire there's the chalice of gold is it called or the Mm -hmm. uh, the Crucible of Light, which is the lotus crucible of pink marble perpetually heated by the warmth of the light that streams from within, and creatures entering are purged of all, uh, well, evil, as it said, that we, mm -hmm. you know, including cursed items, lycanthropy, and other magical sources. Um, and, and anything evil that's tossed in is destroyed. Yeah. So, um, but it's like, but I think that idea of like you had a cursed weapon. That was like mm. eating your soul or something like that. It's, it's one of those things you could just toss into that thing and it would be burned and you would be the curse would be removed. Literally, um, yeah. And uh, even on that plane, the light that streams down upon it causes um, 1d6 per 1d4 um, cumulative per mm. round damage to any undead or evil. So it's like, it's not just like if it's a vampire, it says a vampire's there, it's like. 1d4 in the first round, 2d4, 3d4, 4d4, every round it goes up. You in need cumulative. to get, yeah. So that's, there's a lot of those sorts of things that happen on this plane. Yeah. So they're, they're worth just keeping an eye out for if you want to add them and yeah. add them in. And then I think... Um, the other thing I just want to quickly add about uh, Goldfire is there's a in each of one of these um, towns that's sort of mentioned in these books. There's obviously it tells you about special conditions as we just talked mm. about, but also services. And so the, here I thought yeah. it was interesting. The ones of light imbued with the radiance of the sun are sold freely on the squares yeah. and markets for use by travelers travelers to darker realms. So instantly I'm like, ooh, this is where again you would maybe do a stop off here at Mount Celestia, get off a few minutes, go to a lovely market and getting yeah. some of these things and taking them to other places. So I can imagine if you, as long as you had like maybe like um, what I call a Nintendo Wii strap to your wand, um, that you could do like go to Pandemonium uh, mm. and use that to light your way yes. around. You know, oh, like that's so a that, fantastic idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it still doesn't help people seeing where you are because obviously yeah. they'll see you. But I still like if you were worried about like casting like a light spell, didn't want to say it, or yeah. you wanted something like, like something like that, you could have in your hand. Never-ending lights. It's a, a great little addition to. Yeah, rather than a torch. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, you yeah. can always hide it away. You can't need in your jacket. You just need. It yeah, need exactly. It. But like I said, I I would put on like oh, you could get a wrist uh, strap for your mm. wand so that it doesn't get it doesn't fly off into the with the winds of uh, pandemonium. So. Yeah. No, anyway, that, that was me. That was me making those connections. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going here to get my my supplies." Mount Celestia is a good. It's it's a, it's it's R and R and uh, tooling up <laughs> for, for adventures. Isn't yeah, it? I think yeah. Another yeah, a good plot hook would be like tooling up, getting getting good stuff, or like you said, like burning or getting rid of curses, or getting rid yeah. of maybe cleansing weaponry yeah. of various things, and then getting them re-imbued with. Good, uh, the goodness. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, getting some, getting some holy water, getting all your stuff stocked up, prepared, having a good rest, getting rid of some curses, going yeah. back out for a fight. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 
It's a proper downtime. Down Celestia, eighteen to thirty. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's, a but, da- it's a downtime play. That's what. That's what yeah, I'm seeing. It is there. exactly. The other one that plays that has got a cool little effect is the glass tarn, which is on mm. the third layer. Uh, it's a mountain lake of half-frozen water, holds a, a conduit to many other planes of the Great Ring. Um, and uh, But what you can do is when you um, put an offering and cast into its water, a light flashes up from the incomprehensible depths of the tarn. Uh, and when the light reaches the surface, it comes out as either a sword archon or an overwhelming vision that knocks the recipient unconscious for one to two, one to six hours. Brackets, poor sod. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But like, it, it powerful prophecies and clairvoyance and mystic trances. So again, like if you come for answers, you know, mm. like you want to gain a prophecy yeah. on something, or you're looking, you've been made aware of a prophecy about you. I'm thinking of the Harry Potter. Phoenix, Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, sort of. pensive, that sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. But that sort of idea of like, you know there's something that you've been told there's something about, you don't mm. know what it is. So you um, you travel to this town, you have to make this journey and you get there and it it's like a good character piece, isn't it? It's another character piece to add in. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah the, I just I can imagine it being so big and beautiful. Again I, again, I can't remember where it is in the world, this idea of like a, just a deep, when it's so deep, it goes black at the bottom and just oh, seeing yeah. that, be- you know, that be- and then seeing something coming rushing up towards you. It mm. sounds terrifying as a, as a result, but I just, yeah, it just, yeah, I can as it someone who has difficult. minor thalassophobia <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good term and comes from thalassia uh, as we talk about it yeah there's yeah. a I don't like the idea so I like being on the sea but when you're swimming in open water yeah. and then you think about humpback whales and you think fuck they're huge I want to get out of the water <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 oh that's no sort of, do you know what I mean you sort of become yeah. very much aware that holy shit things in this water are 20 million times bigger than I am and you are just a speck you were just a little <laughs> little bit of water on the waves yeah exactly yeah. so um yeah, yeah no I'm with you on that that sort of <laughs> that sort of feeling of uh, nervousness around that but yeah no I'm trying to think the, of oh, go on. The, I was gonna say the other thing um we kind of mentioned a little bit about the politics and stuff so obviously mm. all the different pantheons of gods are sort of there um the other thing I wanted to mention so we did talk about like a brand new um not like sub faction in Makarnas, mm. this idea of the mathematicians. Here, there is something called yeah. the Order of the Plains Militant, yes. uh, which is like a subsection of basically those who are devoted to building up the cause of law and goodness. So their own sort of mm. like little army or patrols <coughs> that fight evil and the fight things going on. And mm. again, it gives you a whole sort of breakdown of that. And it, what I liked about it is that it's popular. It says it's popular with paladins and priests. Um, which I, but it no makes shit. me think about <laughs> yeah, no, no shit, Sherlock. But it, but again. Maybe it's that sort of thing where you go, we need to recruit um, an army, we need to find some specialist yeah. um, patrol person, or we need to learn from the best. We're going to go join the Order of the Plains Militant. Yeah, and find interesting. Yeah. I kind of like I shuffle over them because I thought, oh, they're just so they're just so obvious. <laughs> they're not like is in. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're just like, oh, they're another. I'm going to go fight the evil people. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know. Absolutely. It, it, it's almost like like again compared to say maybe Arcadia which has all the sort of like we need to fight or even Archeron this idea yeah. of you know, fighting because we have to fight here yeah. it's like they are there is they're devoted to a cause and it is lawful yeah. and it is you know and so I think it's an interesting again all three of those are slightly they're all I mean obviously mm. they're all slightly close together in like what their goals are but just because of the way they act or like yeah. where they are on the on the good versus law spectrum it is like ah which one of them is is the right way of doing it and 
according to this uh, alignment, it would be the Order of the Plains Militant, but it might not necessarily be. Yeah. I think they're the most lenient, they're the ones I would imagine had the most um, leniency to interpretation about stuff. Yeah. Whereas the others, not so much. Well, I like the way that you that you join the 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 that join the the, the team is like the mm. team you know the the, the, the order, team the mm-hmm. team is um you you they you they show you their symbol which is a blazing sun at the end of an eclipse and applicants up to the order asked to describe yes. the symbol only people who are optimists who see the eclipse ending are permitted to join those How who see the isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a little quirk. Which Glass half sweet. full. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Do, I like it. Yeah, because I guess maybe, again, this idea of, like, the evil infecting people, and that's when they fall, is when they start to doubt themselves. Yeah, it's and the that hope. Whole, the hope yeah. over and the joy that mm. comes from it, that rather than the, you know, fear leads to hate. Hate, hate leads to fear, fear leads to... What is, I never get it right, what is it? Yeah, the, but know, yeah... It, it, it leads to the dark side, basically. Yeah, it leads to the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fate leads to suffering. Uh, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no. So, the, the, yep. Go on. I was going to say the final place I want to talk about. Mm. I know we jumped around a little bit with the geography of this per se, but I wanted to talk about the tower of fire that's on the first level, um, mm. and this is in the sort of the little primer at the at the beginning, and it's just this idea again. I see this as a stopping off point, like a quick adventure hook before you maybe go tackle the actual uh, Mount Celestia, mm. it is a tower that's made of entirely smooth marble and encased entirely with sort of like a, a fire of some sort. Uh, there's no way to approach it without uh, enduring a good soaking in the Silvery Sea, um, but there's no danger of drowning. So if you talk to passing Arcaron saying, hey, could you um, get me over there? They will happily oblige. So you might be like, they're not, gonna, they're not gonna let you drown. They'll get you to where you need to go. If you get inside, the interior is made up of a blue fire um, and no one knows really what the purpose of the tower is. Let's talk about it maybe being like a lighthouse or a beacon for ships coming in from the sea, or maybe it's something to be like, again, maybe like a, a tower full of testing. So maybe it's all this sort of blue fire is indicating that it's gonna burn away impurities, etc. Um, but there's also countless rooms that have not been explored yet. Those who go in, they may get a bit of treasure oh, and something comes back. I didn't read back. this bit. That's, that's yeah, it, and it's, they say there's countless rooms that it changes every time because it shifts just as the fire shifts. So it feels very TARDIS, like this very sort of moving stuff. And there's rumours about like there's maybe fiends that have appeared in the tower, but they're not so sure. But I think the coolest thing about it is that those who spend too much time in the tower take on parts of its appearance so your eyes will start to blaze a bright blue maybe your skin changes in your hair or lots of things that you become almost one with the tower so i just thought as such a cool little dungeon crawl yeah this idea where and you could put as many rooms in as you want there's this then you become then you get hotel california you get yeah exactly so it's just i just thought it was very interesting this idea that here is a a lone tower in the middle of an, a, a silvery sea and no one knows what it's for and this idea of like, well, it's going to be some sort of test. And that just feels very much like that uh, 90s TV show, Nightmare, where you're having to guide someone through and be like, where am I? I was talking like, about that today. Actually. There you go. Yeah. And it's like, side steps to your left, your other left. And just like try mm. and get them through, like away from the giant spider of, I don't yeah. know, truth, etc. So I oh, that's yeah. really cool. I didn't, re- I must admit, I didn't read the little primer at the beginning. So that's, that is really cool. 
And I think mm -hmm. that fits in, as I said, when we we're talking about the layers, that first layer we didn't talk too much about, but I said it's on that sea coast. So it is very much mm -hmm. those Grecian towns and sort of like that sort of like Mediterranean sort of feel yeah. to it. Which Lots is of small of... island fortresses, it seems. Yes, so. And exactly. what I want to say about that little primer as well, I think what's interesting is that obviously it doesn't go into too much detail, about mm. it just goes, talks about Luna, uh, Lunia, sorry, uh, mm. the first layer, because that's the that's the book you give out to your players. So yes. it's like this way. So of course, they're only ever going to know about the first layer, and then they were like, "Oh, I guess that we'll go explore the we'll other go up. places." Yeah, I guess we'll go up. So yeah. it it totally makes sense in that sense. So yeah, it was a very interesting, mm -hmm. and I guess it was like, "Here is a town. Here is this. Here is uh, Linnea, and oh, here's a tower of fire. Enjoy." You know, exactly. So interesting. Well, I I think I think think that's all there is to say about Mount I think Celestia. there is. You know what? I I will say I think I've changed my mind ever so slightly. I do think oh. there's stuff to do. Good. Mount Celestia. I don't know if I'll be visiting anytime <laughs> feel, soon. I don't feel so convinced. <laughs> no, I think I think it's. I think yeah. there is stuff you can do, and I think no, yeah. it has. You have to have some sort of. Either you're visiting mm. one of the deities, either you're you're starting yeah. out research on your enemy, possibly in the Nine Hells or yeah. in the Abyss, uh, or you're getting weapons or something like that. Um, you're like going there for a purpose. Yeah. You're not. I, I guess I don't know, like. Would you visit like a tour, like compared to Makarnas, which we talked about before? This idea of like, you'd oh, like so want to go see what the heck's going on there. Yeah, like I guess it's like a touristy thing. Like yeah. there'll be people there taking pictures or, or writing down yeah. notes or trying to talk to Modrons, etc. Disneyland tour. Yeah, yeah. Whereas here, obviously, it's like, well, it's a serious, like, if you want to be part of this place, you have to work for it, and it's a path to pilgrimage, and it's that sort of very serious... It's a bit like... It's it. it's probably touristy in the sense that people go to temples in Nepal and go up there. You know, it's that yes. sort of, like, there's going to be tourists at the lower level who are going for the R&R, &R and there's the... It's the... Yes. Yeah, Makarnas is like... Yeah, is you you'd go there because you're like I need to find out information. I need knowledge. I want to apply for. A, I need to get a bounty or contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. contract or yeah. There's that. There's sort of all the knowledge of the universe. Or I want to go use the orrery. You know, I'm going there for for mm. functional needs. And Mount Celestia is like for like information based. I guess like law based. Like then here is like mm -hmm. okay, I need. I want to rest. I want to recuperate, and I want to get some cool. It's gear. a holiday. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to get better. You know, <laughs> get better. And then yeah. and then go off on these other ones. Arcadia is yeah. I think that's the thing. I think they've they've been an interesting bunch, the lawful mm. planes. I think, mm. as I said last week, I think it's proving that maybe I don't know if it's maybe D and D itself and the way it's played requires you and 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 attracts people who are more chaotic and slightly mm. want the fun going to the evil places, <laughs> or, or if it's just. Um, it, or it's the nature of the game, or it's just us. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I always assume if it's going to be us. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Exactly, because oh. uh, yeah. But anyway, next week, where are we going? <laughs> where are we oh. going after our lovely? We've rested. We're recuperated. Yeah. Ah, so we're ready for a nice adventure. So where are we going to go? I think you know what. Yeah, sure. We've we've gone up. It's time to go down. Next week, Damn. we are going to the Nine Hells of Battle, Deception and Depravity. These are the Nine Hells that sort of inf inflame the imaginations of travellers, the greed of treasure hut seekers, and the battle fury of all mortal creatures. It is the ultimate plane of law and evil, and the epitome of premeditated cruelty. So there you go. That's so I'm glad doing. we've had a nice rest. Yeah, we're gonna end, hey, we're gonna end on a high by being really evil, and it's it's gonna be exciting. I will say, 
yeah. from my own sort of quick knowledge about this, in the DM's guide, there is at least two pages on this. In the DM's fifth edition, there is a lot of stuff because obviously yeah. of the layers, and there's yeah. been many, many books about it. So there's, mm. it'll be interesting to go through it. So yeah, I'm excited to see what our exactly. planescape. And that would uh, be, that, as you said, that would be the 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 last of the planes of law, and yes. then we sorry, it'll be last of planes of law, and then we will move on to the planes of conflict, which is actually, I think, where some actual more fun ones come in. I think it's the un I think they are the the underrepresented planes where mm -hmm. we'll find some 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 hidden gems. So don't think oh there's battle oh there's hell they've done all the good ones. You please, please, there's a useful <laughs> way, yes. But until that time, um, if you want to find out more and watch the VODs and listen to our other episodes from our sibling podcast, The DMs Book Club, there'll be links all around us just now. Mm. I'm sure they'll come out. But until next episode, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. See you on the flip side, which See will be hell. <laughs> literally the flip side of Mount literally Celestia. Literally the flip side of Mount Celestia. And we'll speak See you in hell, suckers! <laughs> Yes, death, no. <laughs> no. See you later. See you bye. later. Take care, bye.